When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, even in the midst of this global pandemic, the Royals be roiling. We got stories about the Royals coming out left, right, and center on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. Okay, so what's going on with Harry and Meghan? Okay, what's so the we, latest? We know we got to catch up. There's a lot going on with these two because you know, pandemic be damned. Uh, ha- Harry and Meghan are still marching forward with their new roles, and in fact, they will take uh, take the reins, if you will, of their new role. No pun intended. Um, starting tomorrow, or I should say, tomorrow is the last day that they will be considered senior royals. And then from Wednesday forward, they will just be the Duke and Duchess of Sussex, and they will no longer be providing senior-level support to the British royal family. So that's a big deal, right? It is a big deal. And, you know, one of the things that's a big deal about it is it's forcing them to change their brand. It is forcing them to change their brand, and there's a couple of updates on that front. Now, we've heard about um, these rumors that they uh, are now living in L.A., and I say rumors because although there have been reports that they're now living in L.A., we don't know exactly where they are. We don't know if they've completely moved and are settled and in place for wherever they're going to live. We um, believe that that's the case, and we're not surprised by that. We kind of had a heads up that they were always going to be headed to L.A. because, of course... I don't know if you know this. Megan is a actor. And oh, so she. Wait, what? This yeah, is not. That no. is her career path. And we have no reason to believe she's going to change from that career path. Um, it might be altered somewhat by her new, uh, you know, role as a wife to a former prince who's still a prince. But anyway, it's a long story. <laughs> um, but we knew that it was likely she would end up in L.A. around all of her friends and family. Um, that said, There are all these reports that they were obsessed with this place called Petra Manor. And then I was looking at it. It's like, don't worry. It's a small little 12,249 square foot mansion in Malibu Mm. in the Sarah Retreat area. Holly, do you know Sarah Retreat at all? No, but it sounds fancy. It's very fancy. And apparently it's um, it was previously a home to Mel Gibson and has been rented by Kylie Jenner for 11,000 pounds a night. That's a British pedigree. Yeah. So we don't know if that's the house they they bought, but that's the house that keeps coming up. Now, that's all, you know, sort of like tabloid juicy bits like, oh, they're in L.A. in this fabulous mansion, blah, 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 blah. Um, Big deal. Okay, we'll find out. But here's what I did find actually fascinating. There's the story um, about and it came from People magazine. So we know that means what? 
That means the call is coming from inside the house. Inside the house. And this uh, article in People Magazine talks about how they have a new chief of staff. So someone who is now running their day-to-day and who allegedly is going to run their charitable organization. And the chief of staff and head of their nonprofit is none other than the former head of the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. You don't say. Yes, exactly. So at the beginning of April, that is like this week, a woman named Catherine St. Laurent or Saint Laurent will be uh, beginning her post as the chief of staff to the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. She will also serve as the executive director of their new nonprofit organization. Okay, I have a couple questions. I have all the answers. I hope you do. When you say chief of staff, what will like what duties? That's everything. That's making sure they know how to get from point A to point B. Presumably, she'll have a team under her mm-hmm. that will do, you know, like someone's doing the travel planning, someone's doing the media interview arranging, and those people will funnel in directly to Catherine. And Catherine will then also have, you know, a, a, a organizational role, okay. it sounds like, in their charitable organizations day to day. And the two things are going to, you know, like, those are one and the same. Right. So like that job, even though it sounds like two jobs, that's really one job, right? Because they they are like, I think they are going to continue to, to sort of use that charitable organization to be the vehicle through which they do everything. Right. So all of the jobs Megan will get, I guarantee there's going to be some sort of component that, that goes go back f- to the charitable sure. organization. Well, and we actually know that specifically from this um, role that she took narrating this elephants movie for Disney. Yeah. Um, because there is a charitable element to that, uh, to an organization, I believe, in Botswana that they'd been very close to. Yeah. So I, I don't think you're wrong, Bradley, that like likely they will continue to funnel things through. They're charitable organizations. Also, it's just so obvious that like this entire thing is being micromanaged. This is not just two crazy kids trying to get out from under the thumb of a bunch of dusty old, albeit uh, very racist uh, media institution and a family institution that's not been very positive either. Um, Those things may be true, but... At the end of the day, these two mean business. They and by business, do. I mean dollar, like dollar, dollar bills. dollar bills, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I still am, you know, focused on this move to L.A. I This is the thing that is remarkable to me about how this royal news is sort of trickling out. Is you start to realize the gap in time between when things are planned and when we learn about them. Sure. Which is not should not be surprising. Um, and actually, if I can quickly draw a correlation before yeah. we go to break yeah. between that and the fact that um, we just learned last Wednesday mm-hmm. that Prince Charles had been uh, diagnosed with coronavirus. Huge news. Totally huge news. That was on Wednesday. Today's Monday. And guess what the news is today? He's now out of self-isolation. Uh, uh, following that diagnosis which begs the question when did they know because if today is the day back it up two weeks that means we found out a week late exactly now i did to be fair i only really skimmed the story about this because i was trying to figure out how does this work like how did the timeline work because everything we were hearing was 
when the royal family was all last together, he did not have it. Yeah. But that was like early March, right? Sure. But but if you even consider that he might not have started showing symptoms even for 14 days, then was diagnosed, then still needed the 14 days, that does give you a month, right? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? That you'd have to actually be aware of that. Um, But apparently, and I don't know... Listen, I should know more about what our regulations are here locally, but at least in the UK, the way that it goes is if you are still asymptomatic uh, within seven days, you can then take yourself out of isolation. So apparently he was asymptomatic. All that said, I still am worried about the queen because her footman, the royal footman, has been diagnosed with coronavirus. Well, I hope the royal footman is washing his hands and not her feet. Exactly. I don't even know what a footman does. Um, what does the footman do? I don't know. And I feel like we should know because we watched um, Downton well, Abbey. Well, a footman, we do know what a footman is. A footman is basically, you know, like a, a manservant. Like somebody who's there to... It ta- the, it, he takes meals to the queen. Yeah. He manages her post. Opens and closes doors. Yes. We don't yet know when he was diagnosed. However... We do know that he's now been removed from the palace and is isolating. I oh, keep that lady in a bubble. Yes, you guys, I worry about the queen. All eyes on the queen. Just all like right. I worry about all y'all and all your grandparents. It's true. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, um, we later in the show tell you about celebrities behaving badly. We call them D-bags. Oftentimes, we like to balance them with anti-D-bags. And I've got an anti-D-bag to share with you after this on My Talk 1071. Hey, welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. And you know, we do have a segment later in the show where we talk to you about... Uh, celebrities behaving badly. And trust me, coronavirus or not, they're still out there doing some stuff, right? Yep. But before we get to that, we thought it would be nice to kind of lay a nice foundation by talking about celebrity, uh, one in particular who's doing something so wonderful. An anti-D-bag, if you will. Um, and I watched this. Somebody shared this this morning on uh, social media. And I thought, okay, I got to see what this is all about. And this is a video by John Krasinski. You would know him from The Office, um, but you would also know him from A Quiet Place uh, and some other stuff. He's married to Emily Blunt. Um, and I just I just think he's, uh, from what I've ever been able to tell, I find him to be really funny. He's, yeah. He was very funny on The Office. Uh, hot, like nerd hot. Yeah, but um, hot, getting hotter. Hot, dad hot. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely working on his fitness. Um, well, he decided over the weekend, he went out onto his own social media and he asked people to share with him some good news that's happening right now. And then he compiled it into like a fake news cast called SGN, some good news. And he delivers it at his desk in an office in his house. Um, he's wearing a suit. His children designed the logo that is in the background, SGN. It's adorable. It's so adorable. And it is a 15-minute video. It is currently trending number two on YouTube. I don't know why it's not number one. Just Google some good news with John Krasinski and sit down and watch it. Because 
I don't know if coronavirus is attacking my emotions or something. Uh, you think? I was a <laughs> like, I love that you're even debating that opportunity. I know. You know me, right? Like, I'm an easy cry to begin with, but then I'm like watching John Krasinski deliver the good news, and I was a puddle. So he starts the 15 minutes by just really highlighting, you know, the essential workers who are on the front lines and sharing some photographs of um, people in hospital situations. You know, those everybody who is doing work outside of the home that is essential. um, We salute all of them, all of you. It, It is all wonderful work. The people who are on the front lines in medical communities, especially right now, when we are experiencing shortages in a lot of the protective equipment that they necessitate uh, in order to do their job effectively when people are falling ill with COVID-19, that that is a special, that is just a special group of people. I'm going to cry talking about it. He highlights them and it's so beautiful. And it's like he, he knows that we just need to feel good about some stuff right now. Um, The second thing he then does is he does an interview with his office co-star, Steve Carell. And it's so adorable, so nostalgic. They talk about um, their favorite times on the office. Um, They're also celebrating, they're marking the 15th anniversary of the office, which is kind of amazing, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so they have this nice little conversation and then he really brings it home (laughs) when he uh, when he celebrates a young girl by the name of Coco. And if you haven't heard of Coco yet, um, this is another viral video that is going around. Coco is a young girl who just had her last chemotherapy appointment. Yeah. And on her journey home, the neighbors and the community members lined the streets at social distance and essentially gave her like a reverse parade, a celebration. So when she was driving down the street to her home, it was lined by people who were cheering her on and celebrating her. That's awesome. And it was so cool. But then John Krasinski takes it one step further and he interviews her. Well, that's pretty sweet. Oh, my gosh. You guys, I'm telling you, if you are like in an emotional space where you're feeling like you can't even turn on the news because it's so deep and heavy and awful and scary. Um, what John Krasinski did is out of like the and it's he like edited it together. Like It clearly is a labor of love, right? Because it's not like he just mishmashed something silly together and then released it on YouTube like it was no big deal. Yeah, no, he was very thoughtful about it. It's adorable. So sweet. And, you know, I think uh, there's a, a lot of that kind of stuff has been going on in, in, you know, even the shows that are still broadcasting where you're seeing people broadcasting from home. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Um, it's you're kind of getting this whole other side of people, yeah. a whole other side of professionals in front of the camera, whether it's, you know, um, television hosts, talk show hosts, actors, actresses, you know, like our friend um, Melissa Peterman, she was doing those. Um, she, well, she's been doing videos on Instagram live. And they're hilarious. And they're hilarious. Did you see the one where she's doing like Lisa Gibbons? I think it's like a Lisa yeah. Gibbons. Quarantainment tonight. It's a and real I just, good show. Like you're just getting to see like this sort of organic side to people that's so um delightfully refreshing in a way and honestly i kind of hope that you know i'm just speaking off the cuff but i kind of hope that stuff sticks around a little bit after all of this oh, I absolutely because do i too. think what it shows is that we don't necessarily need um i mean if obviously it's so obvious we need somebody who can you know produce great storytelling and all of the things that we were doing before this are still relevant and necessary but Hopefully there will also be a space for us to see a side of these people that gives us something, you know, um, that we can relate to because ultimately it just makes us, to your point, feel better. Like you can identify with it. It's, um, it, it makes you, um, it's like a salve. It soothes you yes. right in this moment when you're, you're rubbed a little raw. It's, it's like a nice hand cream. Well, <laughs> like a nice Vaseline, like yes. a thick Vaseline. No, but the th for your soul. But the thing about the other thing, and I think we sort of mentioned this when we talked to Melissa Peterman the other day, because truly, you know, uh, L.A., um, California, yeah, California is actually one of, you know, the very hard hit areas right now. And they are um, a lot of there are a lot of working actors and actresses and, and people who work on uh, crews of major productions who are currently out of work. Yeah. But the thing that I find interesting is no matter how wealthy or successful an actor is, yeah. they're entertainers. They are there to entertain. And what we have seen with this type of thing with John Krasinski and other people who have found creative ways to entertain is that they it's like that feeds them and they want to continue to do it because they know that it brings joy to us. Yeah. And John Krasinski has found a way to use his entertaining talent to do this entertainment in such an intimate and, and positive way. Yeah. I just Absolutely. want to celebrate Anti-D-bag. Anti-D-bag. And don't, don't worry, guys. Don't worry. Don't worry. We still... We got the real deal. We're going to turn the corner and go to Petty Corner. Oh, just wait. Oh, yeah. Petty after Corner this, Junction. We've got celebrities behaving badly. We call them D-bags. We'll tell you about them after this. Thank you for that update, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And uh, we have a name for these celebrities behaving badly, and that name is Bieberg. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. My D-bag, thanks for asking, in a welcome. weird sing-songy voice, is none other than billionaire David Geffen. I feel like he's arrived in this segment at other junctures. Um, no, he's had some friends. Yeah, and in he's, low mm, places. places. Yeah. However, mm -hmm. uh, why today? I'm guessing it's well, coronavirus related. Yeah, he's a COVID idiot, a okay. crazy, stupid COVID idiot. 
David Geffen, and um, I'd encourage you to go look on your own, but you can't because his Instagram account has been taken private. It's oh, been taken oh. offline, as the kids say. Okay. And it's all because of some posts of which one talked about um, how he's safe and wants you to know he's quarantining and isolating himself appropriately. In the Grenadines in the Caribbean on his $590 million yacht. Okay, so I, I'm going to not lie. I am, th- this is gross and et cetera, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. I'm also jealous. Well, of course, but that's why you don't post this because yeah. not everybody got a $590 million yacht, you fool. I mean, he is he, like, what? I He is, uh, he literally is on his own personal island floating around so and it's a real nicer one of the captions said sunset last night isolated in the grenadines avoiding the virus i'm hoping everyone is staying safe Mm. like this is just one of those moments like look i know my privilege right he needs to know his i am not going to come on here and bitch about how my cruise was canceled i mean i probably will but Mm -hmm. i am aware that that is a privilege for me to say mm-hmm. my vacation was canceled because there you had a are vacation people to begin with losing their lives right so in this moment i have to temper my own personal feelings with the reality and the weight of the situation david geffen you'd think somebody who could get to billionaire status would maybe have a little bit more perspective. I don't think he does. But he clearly doesn't. Now, now, I'm curious about why his social media has been taken offline. Well, I'm sure he was getting a lot of crazy-ass oh, okay. comments. He because took it this. private. Okay. So it's not like they, they, they were, were like, like we're done with you. He's too rich to talk yeah. to people. Um, Shortly after he did this, a lot of people on social media were like, uh, why don't you use your 138-meter yacht to help some patients? Thank you. Thank you. Uh, hey, you know what? Millions of people are losing their jobs, can't pay their rent, and they're worried about a deadly pandemic. I bet they'd love to know how I'm doing. What? Fire up the copter so we can take some more pics of my yacht. They'll I mean, love it. Okay, so here's I here's the thing. Oh, if I'm being like a gracious person, which sometimes I like to do in my spare time, you know, to be fair, I don't know what he is doing from a charitable angle. Oh, well, sure. But, however, however... The optics of guys, I'm fine. I'm 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 quarantining, and this is my view. Not helpful. Okay, I am a boob, a paid professional, noon to three boob mm-hmm. in the middle of the country, in a humble you know part of this country that often gets overlooked. Mm-hmm. If I can figure out that this is a dumb idea, yeah. how is this man able to be a billionaire? Now, I mean, I'm speaking rhetorically. I understand. But at the same time, it is so bizarre and it just boggles the mind and it frustrates me to no end that people at this level can't be like, you know what? Maybe like if it was his private, in- like let's say his Instagram is one where you have to like approve people, right? right. So he just uses it for like his close friends. Right. Great. Because like we all bitch about our situation to the people around us right 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 right. you don't necessarily bitch down right nor should you right that's isn't that like Lori and julie always say complain up yeah exactly so you don't want to you don't want to take to a space where there are literally people who are going to open that up who are stuck in new york city right now right 
We're, fighting yeah. for their lives. Yeah. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's bad news. It's I mean, bad. any mm-hmm. boob should be able to figure that out. This boob clearly not able to figure that out, and therefore he took his toys and went home. Oh. A, I'm going to shut down my Instagram because you people can't handle, handle how truth. rich I am. Yeah, it's so rich. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> so here's the other thing, I and I've said it before. I'll say it again and again and again and again and again and again and again. This whole experience is going to separate the haves from the have-nots, like mm-hmm. like you wouldn't even believe. Oh yeah, um, and I think you know. I mean, it's already done. That. It already has, <laughs> and we will continue to call it out when we see it. Yeah. Which Although I- my favorite thing still to this day is the for my first trip back to a grocery store after we got back um, in town, like right as this was all happening, and this guy was talking to somebody on the phone, and he goes, "No amount of money can save you from this one." And it was like the funniest, most ominous thing that someone said, because the truth is this virus don't care what your salary is. That's true. If you get it, Mm -hmm. you got you're in the same space as everyone else. Now, the difference is David Geffen can get on. David Geffen probably got a ventilator on his yacht. Yes. Mm -hmm. And a test because he probably been tested eight times already. And and a private doctor. You know. Yeah. But I'm, I'm not bitter. No, there might, be, my hands. no. There might mm-hmm. be some blind items alluding <gasps> to that fact. What? Wait a minute. Do we have time for that? Well, keep talking. Let me pull it up for okay. you. Okay. okay. So here, let me quickly. How about I quickly give you my D-bag and then we'll get yeah. to those blind items. My my D-bag is Lady Gaga. Uh-oh. What did I she know. Do? Is it's she on a yacht? about what she didn't do. So, you know, her family, her dad specifically, has a restaurant in New York City. Again, the epicenter of coronavirus at this moment um the name of that restaurant is joanne trattoria because that's like her mom's name exactly or her yeah something like that anyway uh apparently it's like a mm, it's a meh restaurant well all of the workers at that restaurant have been laid off or affected in some way by coronavirus and lady gaga's dad joe germanata who is the technically the restaurant owner uh, set up a GoFundMe for the community to help pay the salaries of those workers. Well, that's awesome. Right. Um. So remember Lady Gaga? Yeah. Think maybe she could have paid the salaries? Oh. Yeah. The point is Got that um, he did end up taking the GoFundMe down because people were critical of it because, again... Lady oh, they're Gaga. like, hey, talk to your yeah. like extremely wealthy daughter. Yeah, who typically, you know, talks about her part ownership or oh, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Write a check. Right. Girl, come on. Show up, Lady Gaga. Oh, um, but yeah, she's just making her album, getting ready to drop that. Speaking of music, where Holly, is she at? I wonder. Uh, I don't know. We did hear a blind item about her recently. About Lady Gaga? Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. That, that she's just partying. Yeah, she might be taking advantage of the fact that she doesn't have to go out in public and, you know, doing a little... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you find any uh, blind items about Mr. Geffen? I sure did. Who, by the way, right now yeah. is off the Tobago Keys. Oh, oh. thank you I'm for I'm tracking him. his yeah. ship in real time. Yeah, you are. It is a big, like you guys, it is a big ass ship. Yeah, Sorry, is. go ahead. You want to hear a blind? Yeah, 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 yeah. Blinded by the item. All right, this is full of a lot of nastiness. Okay. Just a lot of nastiness. Can't wait. And. Or can I? Well, here we go. This was published on Saturday. Okay. 
The mogul has an operation set up offshore where he tests prospective shipmates. If they test negative, he invites the legal in that country young men to come aboard his yacht for a couple of nights. Ew, what? There's more. Mm -mm. After the two nights, they are sent on their way and a new group brought on board. (gasps) One of those tests is going to be a false negative and the virus is going to sweep through that yacht like a cruise ship. Then we shall see how smug he is. Oh, Okay, so, you know, I want to go to something real quick. I I told you, it's nasty. It's nasty. Mm -hmm. I want to react to the nasty, but now I'm on um, marinetraffic.com. Okay, well, I'm I'm steaming about something else. Go on. What are you steaming about? About the fact that there's, like, enough enough tests for him to test his playmates, but not... Okay, go on. There is... Didn't you say there's a boat off the thing with the thing? Set up like a separate boat? Yes. Well, there's an operation set up offshore. So that would mean that perhaps this operation is being set up on a separate ship. Mm-hmm. Well, so I'm trying to look to see, because there's right now near where his ship is, because I'm tracking it. <laughs> I love that you do this. What we do. Uh, there are two sailing vessels that are close by. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily, but you know, they could have somebody on board with the test kit, right? Right. So, Again, where are they getting all the test kits? Um, have you met? Uh, I yes, can't even. I I'm not. We can't even go there. I know, we'll but get that's very my problem, and I'm trying territory. to not go there. Okay, I do have a question though, and I would love for somebody to call in at some point or like email us. Okay, have you heard anything like? You know how they're like, we don't have enough tests. We don't have enough tests, and it's this like reagent business or whatever it's called, right? Okay. Or reaction. It's like, isn't it just chemicals? That they're having a hard time getting access to. Like, I don't understand how that how the test works. Like, why whatever it is that's in short supply, somebody can't just figure out. Like, is it really is like is it gold that like Yeah, see, I don't understand it either. Because meanwhile, the Chinese have a billion people and they've been able to test within an inch of their lives. Yeah, so why are we not testing? Why where where are the tests? And I apologize for coming to the conversation dumb. Presumably there's an answer, but if anyone knows, feel free to email us. I would love to hear the reason. Yeah, no kidding. Uh meanwhile, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we are really really excited for our next guest. We are going to be speaking with Daniel from Alight. Uh Bradley you have been a partner of Alight for a few years now. Yeah. And uh, this is part of our Open for Business segment where we are going to speak with a partner of the radio station, Alight in this case, about what kinds of things our listeners can do to continue to help uh, this organization. We'll be back after this on My Talk 1071. Uh, I'm glad you're still open. Open, open. Helping support our local businesses through the coronavirus crisis. We are open for business. This is open for business. Still open, yeah? Yeah. On My Talk 1071. Well, we are so excited on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer, to welcome our next guest to the show. Bradley, why don't you introduce Daniel to us? Yeah, I'm very excited to welcome Daniel Wordsworth um, to the show. I think this is the first time Daniel's been on, and um, he is with Alight, and Alight has been doing great work around the world for years. You've heard me talking about them each and every day. You've uh, followed along with me as I've gone on trips with Daniel and the team at Alight. Um, and they're still out there helping people. And so we wanted to find out how Alight has been responding in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic. Daniel, thank you so much for being with us today. 
Hey, Bradley. Hey, Colleen. It is my first time. Great to be here. Thank you for joining us, Danielle. Yeah, great to be here. How are you guys? We're good. Yeah, no, we're absolutely good. We're in three separate rooms. We're doing things yeah. a little bit differently on our show. Um, social distancing. Social distancing is real. But can you tell yeah. us what... A- I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Light's response has been in this moment? Yeah. Well, I think often because we're all like sheltered down in our own homes, it's hard to think about like what's happening with covid in places like Africa, and in mm-hmm. particular, what's happening with refugees. So you have refugees were already in a tough situation. They live in, you know, very, you know, quite overcrowded refugee camps. Sometimes they're living maybe five, six, seven people in one room inside of these settlements. It's incredibly tough for them to have social distance. They've got, you know, pre-existing um, respiratory infections, actually. And so we're really trying to mobilize in 15 countries around the world so that you know, we can protect them. And so we're working, you know, whether that's Somalia, whether that's Congo, the Sudan, Uganda, Pakistan, El Salvador, the challenge for us really is, you know, where can these people turn to and how can they, one, be protected not to get the illness, two, um, how do we get stuff ready in advance so when it breaks out in these places, we're ready to actually treat folks that get it. And then thirdly, how do we, um, when they, when it does happen, how do we provide them the services they need so that they can survive the epidemic in the same way that we all want to survive? Yeah, so that's th- what we're trying to do in 15 countries. Yeah, And this is so wonderful because um, we've remarked uh, in this time in response to COVID-19 locally about how this has brought just our communities together in terms of mm-hmm. understanding more about how closely connected we are. But you really are are taking that community, and you always have been, and that's what's so remarkable about this, is that this is not a new thing for a light, to be seeing the entire global community and um, meeting needs in the global community. Yeah, I think, Colleen, one of the things is we all look at the world right now, and it just seems like it's crazy, and it's out of control, and it's full of scarcity, and... I was talking with someone the other day and they were like, is this like the end of life? You know, is this like, is this it? Mm-hmm. But actually, my reaction was actually what we're getting to experience is what normal life is for so many people mm-hmm. around the world. The fact that we're worrying that our hospitals will have enough beds for us, the fact that we're worrying that we won't be able to see a doctor, that there won't be enough medications, that that the whole sort of feeling as though, you know, society can't protect me and look after me. That's the kind of thing our refugees feel every day. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I'm not minimizing COVID. COVID's like terrible and it's a dreadful threat and it affects us all in our homes. But it does give us the uh, sort of a way to just see that we truly are one humankind and that, in, and that we've experienced a sort of commonality of that in this. Not just fear, but also this, 
the social solidarity that so many of us are choosing. You know, when we choose to lock ourselves at home, it's not really about us. We're trying to protect our, our grandparents, our mm-hmm. kids, um, you know, those that are in need. We're already acting with compassion and empathy, and we're just extending that out across the globe. And I think, Daniel, you you really have an opportunity. A light has this opportunity to share some of the things, the best practices that uh, that it has learned over the years dealing with people where they are. Things like um, doing the doable. I feel like that's a lesson or an idea that uh, a light can give back to mm. the greater community, so that um, you know it, it's a lesson you guys have learned for you know the last number of years. That's a great point, Bradley. Um... Yeah, and actually we learned that lesson, first of all, in the Narco Valley Refuge Settlement, where you and I were doing that 5K run. Actually, while you were doing the run, I was watching. (laughs) (laughs) I have taken up spinning, so next time I can actually do that. But yeah, that's when you work in really tough circumstances, the danger is always that you're going to feel overwhelmed. And Mm -hmm. so what we choose to do is in the face of the impossible, we do the doable. We look for the thing that we can do today, right now that actually will make the world better. And then we believe that if we all do that every single day, that it builds up like a tsunami of goodness that actually will change things. And so I I think, yeah, I apply that actually where I'm at. I'm applying that. We're applying that in all these camps. I'll give you an example. You know, when when you're in a place like Eastern Congo where you can't really get access to television and it's hard to get um, information out, what we're doing is we're going around to prime elementary schools and we're teaching thousands of Congolese children songs about washing their hands oh, and songs that. about, you know, having hygiene at home. And so they go home at the end of the day and they become these sort of anti-COVID ambassadors in I their own homes, singing these songs, washing their hands. And these are thousands of little kids. So that's an example of, you know, you pick the asset that you have. You, you find the goodness that's there and the hope that's there and you just build on that. I love that. Daniel, what is an idea of something that people who are listening right now um, can do to help do the doable uh, right now alongside a light? Mm. Yeah, I think that's a good question. Like, that's what we have control over. Right? Mm-hmm. We don't have control over how the world is. We don't have control over any of that stuff. But what we do have control over is the decisions we make every day and how we show up in the world. That We do have control over that. Are we going to choose to, like hunker down and hoard our resources or are we going to reach out be part of a community and give now this is not about physical proximity you know when we talk about social distancing the truth is what we're talking about is physical distance Mm -hmm. but actually what we don't want right now is social distance we Mm -hmm. actually want to be talking with one another we want to be connecting with one another so one of the things that i would suggest is find a community and find a a community of doers People that are going to try to make the world better, not the folks that are sending around these crazy memes about the world, but instead people that are sending around positive messages and join in on that. Now, Alight is doing that. You can join our community. We're, um, we're actually working with a group of LGBTQ refugees in Nairobi, and we're creating a community around them to protect them. There's so many ways. But I'd encourage people just to – you can reach out to us at Alight. You know, go to our website – you can be part of our community. You can join with what we're doing and feel like you're actually every day, instead of waking up, waiting for some grim thing to happen, instead you can wake up knowing that you're part of the solution and you're actually doing something about it. 
Absolutely. Yes. Just the ability to have to sit back and worry is the proof positive that you've got some time and ability to do something different. So um, and we will make sure that we put uh, links up online and available so that people can head to to a lights website. It's just we are so that they can learn about the things that you're doing. And obviously, I'll continue to share that um, in our live spots. But Daniel, before we let you go, I have to make sure that we get um, to something very important to us on the Colleen and Bradley show. And, mm-hmm. you know, you've probably been spending some more time uh, at home over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, uh, I've normally gone out everywhere. Have yeah. you? Yeah, because Daniel is, <laughs> is truly all over the world on a regular basis. So I imagine you've been sitting in front of your television. And to that end, have you been watching anything good lately? Yeah, I've been watching something good with my daughter, but I got a feeling you guys may have already watched it, which is Next in Fashion, with like Alexa Chung no. is like my new favorite person. Oh my gosh! Have you guys seen that show? I no. Ju- no, I just heard about it this weekend though. I gotta watch that one. Tell us about it. Old time best show. Like it's a, it's Alexa Chung and it's um, you know Tan France. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's a reality show, and they bring in like eighteen designers, and then they all go head to head, and they start off in pairs, and then they get down to a you know a few, and it's just Alexa is just the most charismatic person ever, and you know Tan is always fun. I we love just love this. that show, and we love, and it's it's not full of any meanness. It's not it's it's done in that kind of British way, like you know the Great British Bake Off. Mm-hmm. Oh, Everybody for likes sure. encouraging one another. Everybody's trying to help one another. There's no one taking anybody down. They're all they're competing, but it's sort of in this lovely spirit. Oh, I love so that. I like that one. And yeah. is that on Netflix? Yep. Okay, Netflix. adding it to the queue. What's the name again? Next in Fashion? Yeah, Next in Fashion. Well, Daniel, thank you again for calling in and sharing with us all the good that Alight is doing in the world. Uh, can you just finally, before we let you go, give people um, a way to connect with you? So, you know, website, that kind of thing. Yeah, if if our website address is wearealight.org, but I think if you just put in Alight Refugees, that's the way we see them. Mm-hmm. If you just put in a light refugees, I think we'll come up. Otherwise, you can put in my name, Daniel Wordsworth, like the poet from England. I don't know how popular he was in Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out. I guess. <laughs> Daniel, yeah. thank you so much for being with us and best of luck. And I can't wait to see um, what more great work a light's going to be doing. Well, you know, Bradley, you guys are always there and you're part of it. So we're happy to connect with you again. Absolutely. Thank you, Daniel. Have a great day. Good to talk to you both. Uh, good to talk to you. That was Daniel from Alight. And, you know, Bradley, one of the things um, that I've always been so impressed with about Alight since you started uh, partnering with them um, is that doing the doable mm-hmm. piece is yeah. so you know it was just like what daniel said a lot of times when you look at something that seems like there's a lot to do it's, it can be paralyzing yeah. yeah but when you focus just on the little bites that you can, you can do yeah, yeah it does and if you assume that everybody's doing that that's the way to move the needle and it really is beautiful so thank you to daniel for uh joining us and and uh when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we have to talk about this Corona cruise. Oh, God. Okay, oh, Bradley's God. been deep in it. We're going to talk it's about not, it after oh. this. Not good. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. 
Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.